first of all, I'm here. This is Brandy. I am here with Jay and Jordan. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. It's good to be back on the radio. Yeah, it's good to be back talking about football, freshly off a great bachelor party weekend. And my soon-to-be wife, she took her bachelorette party weekend the same time. I went to a town about an hour outside of Portland, Hood River. We had a dope spot. Shout out to everybody that was there. And she went to oh, Palm hey. Springs, and they Love had a house yeah, laid out there. She went before I got so, too hot, too. So. Yeah, we both got back. and <laughs> Good time to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going down there this Saturday. Half of my family live in Palm Springs. So, oh, okay. My, um, my, my little cousin, she graduating. Well, she graduated, and she's having a party out there as well. So, uh, you know, I'm tough. So, oh, salute nice. to the graduation. Yeah, congrats on Appreciate that. Appreciate it, man. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It's huge, man. It's it's huge. So, but yeah, Palm Springs is definitely a hot <laughs> area. <laughs> That's a fact, I love man. it. I love it there. Yeah, we had some rain in Hood River, but you know, we made our fun. It's an open container town too. So you can just walk around and drink. Oh yeah, beer. that's always that's always fun. <laughs> Although I didn't know that, but damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's like well, there's only we because we were like, really? And then we ended up looking it up. There's only like seven in the entire US. Oh, okay. Or maybe is it seven? Oh, don't quote me on it. There's only seven in one of those locations. <laughs> wow. Well, you definitely had a fun filled weekend. I'm like, oh, you know, I just did a little bit of nothing. It was great. <laughs> I did actually go to my first restaurant though. <laughs> so since COVID, so that was nice. It was nice to be out. The kids Dang. like behaved and everything because you yeah. know, Littles doesn't. She doesn't know. She hasn't been mobile since, you know, mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, it was it was it was a good dinner. It is nice to see the world coming back more towards what we know is normal and now these NFL stadiums are looking at to be 28 of them have said they're going to have games at yeah. full capacity. That's That's huge. I heard so, that. That's just great. I mean, you Yeah. I mean, you figured it, you know what I mean, but you just don't know. You know what I mean? Until the NFL, until the teams they actually come out and say what's going to happen. And that's when you can really confirm it. So that's it's great news to hear that, man. Like you said, the, the world is slowly coming back to a little bit of normal and it just it feels good to it, it just feels good, you know. So mm-hmm. can't wait for it. No, sure. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Come a lot back more to normal in a month when when the wedding goes down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna be gigging. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be fun, man. I can't Excited. Wait. Yeah. All right. So we have some very interesting hot topics to discuss before we get into the actual um, schedule for next season. I want to start off with Rogers, and I'm going to start off with a quote from him. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. Rogers says he is out. Green Bay, love the fan base, love the teammates coaching staff but gotta go how long do you guys think that this entire thing is gonna last because i'm hearing you know on the green bay side they're trying to get him back in the building i mean he's not at he's like what is going to happen with all of this what do you guys think of this entire situation now that we've actually heard from aaron Rodgers himself it's kind of surprising to me i mean surprising from the standpoint of that you have a guy who's this great and you aren't going to develop a relationship with him because what he also had said in that same bit about that quote was that it's about people and like organizations businesses they are 
as effective as the people within them and the relationships relationships that mm-hmm. you build. There's been so many people who have talked about, man, I can't wait to get into the NFL so I can A, assemble a great team and a great roster. B, I can draw up these really cool plays. C, I can yell and scream in the in the in the in the locker room and get every get everybody, you know, hyped up and everything. But the one thing that it, that everyone realizes when they get in there, the good ones, they realize that it is a relationship and people-based right. business at the end of the day. And if you don't have that grounded and taken care of, then you will start to see a lot of speed bumps and roadblocks and stop signs. And that's right now where the Packers and Aaron Rodgers really are. They're at an impasse that I honestly think could last throughout until we get very close to the start of the NFL season. And I don't necessarily know which side of the argument is going to, I guess you could say, put their guns down first or wave the white flag. This could go on for for very long. We could be talking about this well into the last mm-hmm. preseason game of this of this early season as everything develops. So, I mean, they're adamant he's going to come back. A lot of the players have kind of just, you know, they all want him back. Of course you do. Of course they do. I get it. All fans want him back. But. I, with everything we have heard from Rodgers, he has just continued to dig his heels into the ground further and further, and I don't see him pulling them spikes out anytime soon. You know, that's a great question because I'm not sure exactly how long it's really going to go, but, you know, I, I do think he's going to get traded. I, I think him getting traded I, – I, now, Jordan brought up a, a good date for that. He's saying maybe around preseason, may, maybe it'll get resolved, and that may be when he gets traded, but I definitely think it's going to be between June – and the preseason, I think at any point, because it, it just, he's not, he's not playing, you know, and um, he's seen real serious, you know, a lot of players, not a lot of them, but the thumb that do come out and say that they're not going to, they're not going to show up to OTAs, they want to be traded, you know, and they're going to hold out and all these, diff- these different things. And we've seen certain players come back. We've seen, we've seen players say that, and then they'll, they'll, they'll sign or whatever, or they'll, 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 they'll show up. We've seen that with uh, with um, I think Melvin Gordon did it, and then we've seen it yep. with uh, Eric Thomas. You know, he did it, I believe, and then he got hurt, which messed him up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but we've seen players say that and and come back, and you know, so but with Aaron Rodgers, it don't seem like he's you know he's not one to miss OTAs. He's not one to really you know. To, to, to seem like he's, I mean, I don't know him personally. It don't seem like he's one to be, you know, uh, one that's, that just talks just to talk. You know, this seemed like a serious deal. He's been frustrated with this organization for a minute. He's been frustrated with the GM, you know, and, and I really think it's because, you know, the GM has not done what he needed to do to keep his QB happy as far as putting the right pieces, enough pieces for that team, for that organiz- organization to be successful. You know, uh, we heard Aaron Rodgers say, you know, that it, it, it had nothing to do with the Jordan Love pick. I think it did have some some do. with it. Because I, do. I think that played into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it played into it. Now, I think what he's saying, the overall picture is, you know, and then he's not trying to bash, you know, Jordan Love. He, For sure. He doesn't have any problems with Jordan Love. So he's he's trying to play it safe there, you know, to not make no kind of controversy with them two or anything. But. I mean, it has to be a little bit of that selection there and not choosing a wide receiver. And but again, not even not just not choosing a wide receiver there in the rest of the draft. I mean, the second round, third round, you know, they went they went elsewhere with the different, you know, uh, position, different positional needs, which they didn't really need at, 
you know, at some of the positions, like they chose the running back in the second round who they could have waited, you know, to get later on in the draft and then chose a wide receiver there if they want to do it that way. So I just think it's the way they're doing things there, you know, and you don't really think it's crazy because Green Bay, the one of the organizations that they don't, you don't really hear too many problems coming out of that organization, you know, not with players, not necessarily really uh, with coaches or anything like that. They're, they're pretty real, you know, ran, you know, and, and I just think, I think this is this situation kind of remind me of not of Brett Favre, just as how he wanted to leave, how the situation was going on with that, retiring, not retiring, and then all the different things he was going through. It, it's similar to that, you know. But outside of that, you know, Green Bay don't really have too many problems. But this one right here has just been brewing for for a minute, and it's hard to you know disagree with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the things that he's doing for that team without having the the superstar talent outside of Devontae Adams at uh at wide receiver, you know, and not getting help elsewhere, it's just it's frustrating, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and then on top of that, they've never had I mean last year the defense was a little bit better. The defense is getting a little better, but they've never been one to have like all time great defenses or or just really good defenses. You know, that offense has always been the staple for that team. And Aaron Rodgers is a big reason why and, and what he's working with is really it's not enough and it hasn't been enough for a while now so you know I don't blame him I think he ultimately gets traded and you know as far as where you know I, I hope I you know I Jordan no <laughs> you know what I'm saying being in that debate oh, already I hope I hope it's not in Denver you yeah, know please don't. Um, but you just you don't know yeah you know they did they got a history of you know getting older QBs and 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 you know and having talent around those QBs and making some noise so and they got the cap space too. they also yeah. need a quarterback with all their struggles so it it makes sense but good god don't let it happen yeah. right <laughs> yeah. please yeah. don't I hope I hope not you know but we'll we'll see you know but yeah it don't it looks like it comes down really and you never know though teams sometimes you got sleeper teams in the mix so you never really know. I know I heard Washington, you guys, uh, Brandon, yes, I'm, I'm trying not being to a possibility. Think about know, that because I'll get way too excited. Like, way too home. excited. Don't put a quarterback who I love on my I, team. Don't do it because I will. I will. I will go off. I will really <laughs> be like nobody could talk to me at that point. Like nobody yeah. could talk to me. Whatever, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, as you should, because that team is another team that's. Pretty much, it's pretty built. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty solid all the way around. And then they have great coaching and great staff over there as well. So I think he gets traded. As far as well, as far as well, where I don't think uh, it would be any other team but Denver. I hope it's not Denver, but just right now, it just makes a lot of sense. Denver seemed like they're also the more aggressive team. I mean, that's the only team you really hear that's in the mix. You know, every time you hear about any trade with Aaron Rodgers, Denver is like the first team or the only team that, you know, they're, they're talking about. So we'll see, but you can't blame Aaron Rodgers for feeling the way he do right now. Yeah. Man's no stranger to holding a grudge either. It's, it's been known that he doesn't talk to his family and has no relationship with them. So I don't see why he'd have any sort of restrictions from doing the same thing against that organization. Definitely. Okay. I have another quote (laughs) going into another hot topic. I'm going to keep this quote pretty short. It was pretty short in the to begin with. I'm out of there, man, said Julio Jones 
about his time in the Falcons. He also said, I want to win. And thankfully shut down that he, the rumors that he was going to the Cowboys because I was going to throw a fit. Now, Julio is out. Where is he going? I got some spots that he could go. It's like five different teams. And each one kind of has like their own basic reasoning for where he, why he might fit there. And I think the top, the one at the wall start from the bottom go up. The Titans are a team where he could go considering that they really have AJ Brown and kind of nobody else out there at wide mm. receiver for Ryan Tannehill. We all know Derrick Henry's the force that drives that offense. But last year when that team was really able to make things happen, it was the passing game being able to do damage. That's what allowed them to be able to have the success that they did. And Derrick Henry was shut down in that playoff game by that Ravens defense. So if you only have A.J. Brown, who's going to be a difference maker after losing John U. Smith, after losing Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys as a fourth option, reliable guy, has been in the offense for a very long time. Him and Ryan Tannehill have been working together ever, for, ever since Tannehill got there and really rejuvenated his career. Now you just have Khalif Raymond opposite of him and Josh Reynolds. Like this is not a passing game. And then you lose, you lose Arthur Smith. This is just not a passing game that you're going to be able to rely a lot on from. If you just have one weapon like that with all these other teams deploying multiple weapons out there, but they need one. I don't necessarily know if they have the cap space to do it, but a trade to Atlanta sending picks and a couple of other pieces might be able to entice them into doing it. The next one that I think is a little bit more likely, I would say, is the Patriots. The Patriots and the Raiders are kind of right in there as well. The Raiders are always just linked to these names in free agency whenever oh. there's a big name that is 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 up for for to hit the market. For what, whether or not it makes sense, the Raiders do still need a, I think, true number one receiver, and he would really add a lot to the offense. Derek Carr's never had a receiver of the stature of Julio. They really, John Gruden, when he got there, was aggressive in trying to acquire Antonio Brown and understanding that he needs that. He's got the speed element in Henry Ruggs, the big mismatch over the middle. And if you have a guy who can win on the numbers like Julio, Raiders aren't afraid, ashamed or, or not accustomed to grabbing receivers or veterans at this point in their career, especially if they can play. John Gruden loves his veterans, and this would fit. But that's another cap hit, which I think would, another cap situation that would allow or have require the Raiders to maybe have to give up too much to do it. The Patriots, on the other hand, Bill Belichick has been all in to really revamp this team, give some weapons there. Since earlier, when they were trying to acquire Julio Jones, he has seemed to deviate more towards he is interested, and they have $15 million cap. The two teams, though, that I think are in the lead to get him, I would say the Chargers are in second. They have $20 million in cap space. They have a very nice arena. You have another... Veteran on the other side with Keenan Allen. You got a young rising star in Herbert. And if Julio wants to win, that's a spot where he could likely go for the next couple of years to really finish off his career right because that team is building and building. And with Herbert, who knows what the sky could be, especially if they stay healthy. But the number one spot really where I think Julio would go and would make the most sense for to check all the boxes that he wants and would also fit within that salary cap design is to the Niners. Yeah. The Niners right now have 17 million in estimated cap. Right now, 17 mil. Kyle Shanahan, Julio Jones were in that Super Bowl. That was his offensive coordinator. Feed the X. You got Trey Lance. You got everybody else coming back healthy. His cap hit, Julio's, 
is 15 mil in 2021. As it stands right now, the Niners have 17. You could just whatever picks, it could be picks, whoever, whatever it might be. Atlanta has said they want a first rounder for him. Now that's where the Niners would have to really dig into that future first round pick bucket. But I think if it's to get Julio Jones, you do that. You do that. I don't think Kyle would be risk averse to do that. And I don't think John Lynch would be either. So I think the Niners are really the number one spot to acquire Julio Jones. I definitely agree with that. At first, I thought that Julio Jones was going to be kind of the, not glue, but the little bait to try to keep Rodgers over there um, in Green Bay. And Mm. then listening to Rodgers say all of that, I was like, oh, I think Julio's going to be a Niner. Like, it, it just, it makes so much sense in all of the ways that you just described. Mm-hmm. Niner, I I think it would work. I maybe maybe they work some weird ass trade out where, like, who knows? I mean, there's so much time left, and there's a lot of different moving pieces to where you could see them both move somewhere. And I don't I don't know. This it's just going to be a lot of moving pieces left where maybe they mo- look to move another quarterback for someone. Like, I mean, when you have players of this stature on the market, a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got a few teams. I think the Niners is probably the I was, I was it's crazy. I wasn't really even thinking about the Niners, but with you breaking it down and then the cap, I didn't know how much cap they had. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a real a really good fit. That actually probably yeah, it has to be the number one pick. And and not only that, I mean, like you said, Julio Jones working with Kyle Shanahan and how great and how well he used him. He know that. I mean, he's going to get the best out of him, and he will be able to go over there and win. I mean, that's what he, mm-hmm. he stated. He want he wants to win. You know, and and some, I mean, the teams, obviously, you know, the teams that we mentioned, I think will all, I think all of them, even our Raiders, I think will be in the playoffs this year. That's another discussion. So I, I do think that, you know, these teams are, are going to be able to win to certain, to a certain degree. But as far as getting all the way to the, to that big game, the Super Bowl game, you know, I mean, it's hard not to say the Niners, even without Julio Jones. I mean, if Trey Lance, even if, he doesn't start and they, and they go with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen them get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy. If they're healthy, they're good to go. So, I mean, the Niners, you could see them definitely reaching the Super Bowl with or without Julio Jones. So that's something Julio would have to think of if that's a possibility, you know, and if that's a real, if that's what Kyle wants to do. The Titans, they've been pretty close. They've been pretty close lately. So we'll we'll see. Obviously, they 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 got beat last year. The year before, they handled the Ravens pretty well. So that will be, you know, they're right there in the mix, you know, and and like you said, too, I think the only thing that hurts them, it, well, it would be up to Julio, is they did lose Arthur Smith, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and that offense is not is not going to be the same, you know. I think it'll be the same to a certain extent, but I think they're going to run the ball even more. They passed the ball, like you said, a little bit more last year. They're still a running football team, but Julio would have to decide if that's what he wants to do. Does he want? Do we want to go to a team where, yeah, they're going to win, but his numbers are not going to look the way they looked in Atlanta? Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's something that he may have to give up going over. To yeah, he'd be the number two to A.J. Brown at this point in his career, unless he just is purely healthy. Yeah. Know? I mean, I yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy. A.J. Brown actually came out, and that's just him, you know, paying his respects and dues. That's all I think. But he did come out and say, hey, Julio, you can – you know, his recruiting pitch, you can come over here, you know, you could be the guy and I could something like that. He, I, I read it popped up on my phone, you mm-hmm. know, really just kind of giving the reins to him saying, hey, you want to be the number one wide receiver. But as you know, you know, Julio getting older, A.J. Brown is a lot younger, you know, and balling out. So 
we don't know how that would go. He probably would be the number one. But either or, it really would help. Tannehill would help that offense tremendously with a new offensive coordinator. So, yeah, you can't you can't knock them. And then the Patriots, you know, we've seen how aggressive uh, Bill Belichick has has been in this offseason, the most aggressive. This is the most aggressive we've seen Bill, you know, and obviously not having Tom Brady and, and now seeing that, you know, it's it's a little bit different. He ain't he he's not just gonna be able to win with the with the little bit of talent that he has. He needs to really build that team, you know, and 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 get it back on track. Not with just the QB, just overall. I mean, really put it together, you know, from weapons to QB to um, you know, uh, even a couple defensive pieces, you know. But he did that in this offseason. They added a lot of players, so I I I wouldn't mark them off either. And and if they do happen to get Julio Jones, I mean, and I know he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't be mad at that. Going to play with, you know, the greatest head coach of all time, having Cam over there as well. Now, we don't know. The question is, though, is Cam going to start? I think he is. But, you know, uh, Mac Jones, you know, I know CJ was really high on him. We got a little a little friendly bet that we always, every year, we we always pick one, a couple players. You know, and then we are a position and we pick a player out of that position to see who's going to be better. And this year, you know, it's Mac Jones. He has Mac Jones. I have Justin Fields. So we'll we'll see. But I know Ooh. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that go. Obviously, you know, it's only year one. So. Sure, okay. sure. But it's like, I, like I think that. that's a good one because I, I mean, I think Fields has that road to play. But I do like that bet if we see the yeah. on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one. We'll see. What happens? I know, and another reason why I brought CJ because one of his arguments was that he felt like Mac Jones was like ready now, like he can come in and start here and now, right now. So if that's the case, then let's see what he can do first camp in practice, OTA and in training camp, and all. let's see what he really can do because this is this is his shot. You know, Cam didn't have a great year last year. He was really up and down. You know, it started off cool the first couple games, and then COVID hit. Then he came back, wasn't too good. Then he had a he ended okay. You know, so he kind of was up and down. You know, and maybe Bill wants to go more back back to a traditional type of offense. You know, with Mac. So we'll see how that goes. And Julio, it depends on how Julio feels about that. But if he's winning, he might be okay with it. So that that's another good option as well. And then, of course, my Raiders, you know what I'm saying? That's always a good option to us to have a, a, a phenomenal player like that. I think it would, like you said, Jordan, you brought up a good point. Gruden tried to uh, give Carr that number one weapon with Antonio Brown, and we've seen how that turned out really with his, his you know, just how he is as a person in general. You know, um, it's good that he's starting to change things around over there in Tampa Bay. But that didn't work out, and we have some weapons now. You know, I know a lot of us are unsure if Ruggs can be that number one wide receiver. We all know that's what John Gruden and Mike Mayock drafted him for, so he can be that number one wide receiver. But it's still uncertain. You know, you have a John Brown over there who I like. Yeah, me he's, too. He's had some. He's got a little injury history. We'll see. He played well last year, but we'll see how he hold up. He was hurt last year too, though. He, like he when he plays, he's right. Yeah, he, he got hurt. Right. He missed time, yeah. Yeah, you know – um, so he, he's got his little injury history. You know, Willie Snee, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's more just for depth. You know, so you don't really have that good vet. And not even just, well, you have a vet in John Brown, but you really don't have that that true number one 
that you can have. I, I like Henry Ruggs. I'm unsure, though, if he can be that number one. And I think going into the season, um, Julio Jones, hands down, would be that that clear-cut number one. It will put a lot of pressure off of Henry Ruggs and the, and, and the other young stud, who I think can be a number one at some point, Brian Edwards. Um, but we got to see it. They're young, you know, and you get you, you get a vet in Julio, you get a superstar, you get somebody that still can play at a high level. You know, I, I think it would it definitely would help out Carr and the whole organization, you know. Um, so that's another one as well. But, yeah, the number one, yeah, would have to – I was going to say the Patriots, but the Niners, like you brought up, the cap space and just the fit. I mean, it, it that sounds like that, you know, it's too – it's it just makes so, yeah makes so much you sense. Know, I mean, it, but we've yeah. seen that though. We've seen where you know it, it makes a lot of sense, but for whatever reason, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, those are some spots where I could see them where I could see them going. Yeah, and those cap hits that I listed off, like right now, most teams are in the negative because they're sitting there with these big giant rosters where they gotta like re-sign everybody, practice squad people, make cuts, etc. And so, but all of those are based on spot tracks, estimated top 51 players that they are likely to keep. So it may not exactly be 17 million for the Niners, but that's a really good ballpark. They're usually pretty on point with these as at least at this juncture in time. And as it sits here right now, 17 mil, that's enough for Julio. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I definitely would not mind seeing that. Come on over to Cali, man. Come on over. Okay. so. Our final hot topic is a very confusing one because there doesn't, just the more you hear about it, the more you read about it, it doesn't get better. Like you're looking for that, you know, glimpse of hope and there is just, it's not looking good at all. So. Deshaun Watson cannot be deposed until 2022. That could keep his case unresolved until after the entire 2021 season. What is happening, guys? What do you guys see happening? I guess if let's let's go this way. Let's say he sits out all of next season. What, what, at what point do the Texans do something? And also, what does he do from there? Where does this all go? This, this one in particular, out of the three, where where we're like talking about Julio, talking about Rodgers, talking about Watson. I think Julio probably has moved first. uh, Because as far as I'm concerned, as far as everyone knows, Falcons aren't, don't have him in their long-term plans. And they got to move him after June first for the twenty three million that the twenty three million dollar cap hit that he would be, even though he's fifteen if they wait till afterwards. But as of now, you know, so he's not in their long term plans at all. They're gonna try to probably move on elsewhere, especially with how he said it. Packers, Rogers, that's a, I want to go, but we want you to stay, right? Watson and the Texans is like we want you to go or we want you to stay, and he wants to go. But then there's also this big giant elephant in the mm-hmm. room that's this legal case. And this one's going to take the longest to resolve by far. And honestly, they'll probably just sit on it and let the legal proceedings play out before they do anything else. And I think at the end of the, at the end of this year, if Deshaun Watson doesn't take a single snap, doesn't dress for a single game, 
that the Texans will still get very high offers for him, even if the dude misses an entire season. They still will. He's just he's still very young. He's still so, so, so good at the most important position on a football team that they to to not garner a big boatload of of resources to reshape your team because next year the Texans are going to be fighting just not to be the worst team in the NFL because that's what their roster is looking like right now with he especially if he doesn't play. So I, I there could this could go on even into at, after next season starts because if he doesn't show up for things that happen with the Texans then he starts to get fines. There starts to become suspensions according to the CB to CBA however long right. this goes on. And we really don't know right now where there's an end in sight for him. For him to get what he wants. Sure, he could just be like, well, I'll come play for the Texans since they want me here. The team is trash, but oh, well, at least I get to play, make some money, and let the case be the case. He could do that. That's still on the table, but that's not what Deshaun wants. So for him to get moved and to go somewhere where he wants and he's beyond this case and he's beyond Houston, we're not going to see that for a little while and probably even much longer than that. I got a question. Do y'all think he's going to play I this season? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I, I don't think he's going to play. And I think because it's, it's so much going on, right? Like you said, George, there's so much going on. This is going to go on way past this year. You know, I, I, I read something that said that, you know, uh, there's teams that are still interested in him. I don't even believe that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, really? I, you don't I, think I think so? there's teams. Well, I think there's teams that's interested. But I don't know how interested they really are because this this seems like a serious case. When this first it got, when it first got brought up, I thought I thought like you know maybe he had some people because he wanted to get out so bad. I, I I didn't think it was I didn't think it was anything really, but it just got worse and worse since then. This is for real, and I it's, just don't, oh yeah, it's legit. Twenty two civil lawsuits. Yeah, twenty. I mean, this is before I'm talking about when it first first got right. I hear you. Yeah, but I mean, now we know it's serious. Now right. it's really really serious. So I don't know. With those 22 lawsuits like that, would a team even want – I mean, a team – why even risk it? You know what I'm saying? I think opposing teams, they probably want to just wait till the case plays itself out. So yeah. for other teams to exercise that interest, it won't be until that case is done, which won't be until right. after this season. Yeah. So he's definitely yeah. not playing for somebody else this year. That's happening. what I would say. That's what I would say. Yeah. And then with the Texans, I don't even know how bad they – I mean, I know obviously they would they would want him back. But I think after all of this, is this is just really shaking out to be a That's real ugly situation. I don't know how bad they really want. I don't think they really want them like that anymore. I think they might be in, in in a situation where they're probably already thinking like it's time to really, you know, build around another QB and just rebuild this team. You see who they, you see who they drafted when with their first pick. They're already Thanks. thinking, <laughs> which was one of the you know I mean everybody hated the way they drafted. You know, I actually understood because of the QB situation, but anyway, that's that's for another that's for another discussion or whatever. But yeah, you see who they you see the the, the position they drafted, and I think they're already preparing. They're preparing to 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 go on without Watson. I don't think he plays this year. You know, his situation is really really ugly. It's not going to play out. You're not going to really know anything until next year, and he's definitely not going to another team. There's no team that's going to risk giving up picks, players for a player. That may not even be able to play in the NFL the next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell and them, they're already, I mean, they've been investigating it. So 
And they, that's the last thing they want, somebody to be playing with all these sexual harassment. Yeah, you got to look at the information that's coming out, too. It's like you're only going to get more information from here. And the more information we hear, the worse it sounds. Like, nothing's getting, like, oh, okay, well, that shows a little bit of hope for him here. That doesn't sound so bad. Like, it all is just not. Like, everything that's coming out that is, you know, breaking news and just you get more information about, it's just awful. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I just can't. It's like a weight game for the Texans of their limit. Like, when are they going to be done at this point when is it too much and not worth it but then you look at his talent and it's just like ah he's so good (laughs) he's so young and so good like where do you what do you do with this kid what do you do with him yeah we really probably aren't gonna know what the because once they they you know he he's gets to defend his case they start to really get into it the season will be done or what if I mean, I don't know. There's just so much unknowns around this scenario right now to really project like the next step in it. And there's still so much time until the case gets really like hashed out that it's just it, there's the most question marks surrounding this scenario, I think, out yeah. of all of them. So like you say, Brandy, I don't know. and I don't think anyone can. Yeah, this one is going to be one that we are yeah, talking about literally at this time next year. You know, <laughs> like this will be an ongoing conversation for us as well. We... Right. <laughs> it's crazy because we could be right, here right. like at, at we'd be having the same discussion same ex- discussion not knowing anything at this point next year that's crazy to me that's crazy but we shall see we mm-hmm. i think we'll start to know more at this point next year we'll know a little more like about well, the yeah case but itself. i'm saying like as far yeah. as like football you know like will he will someone that we'll see what teams are interested at that point if they are you know oh, like yeah. it'll he, be, he could still have not taken or no teams like it, it all oh there's just so much unknown that we will uncover in the next year that's just kind of crazy crazy okay so let's get into 2021 season guys so schedules came out we have all seen our teams we've all seen other teams we have seen week one give me your week one matchups that you guys think are the key ones to watch for this upcoming season the first one i'm looking at to not look at my raiders or to not look at josiah and i squad but the first one that i would look at just from an outsider looking in is buccaneers and the cowboys and sure you know the three of us here are 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 not cowboy uh fans so to speak that's putting it lightly especially one of us <laughs> brandy <What>? in particular <laughs> but i would say but i would say just from like a football perspective <laughs> i would say just like from a football perspective like to see dak come back and to go against tom brady after what both of those seasons end up being for both of those guys and what we see now after dak getting his money and after that he was fighting so long for and he got it after he was playing so well in that season last year. And then to see Tom Brady prove everyone who doubted him wrong, most in particular Bill Belichick, most likely. Then to just see these guys week one, that's going to be pretty dope. That's going to be pretty dope because both of those guys right now are, we know what they have, have done up to now. Clearly Dak has much more ahead of him and Tom Brady's most of his career is behind him, but just where they are both at now, is an interesting spot. I do think the Buccaneers beat them. I just don't think that Dallas defense is going to be able to hang. But I want to see what Dak does coming back off that injury 
especially against that Buccaneer defense that's bringing all right. of those people back. So really, that's that's the that's one I'm looking forward to a lot in week one outside of my. You know, squad. for me, honestly, I'm actually looking forward to your guys's game. I know that's crazy, but that is the one game. Well, not the one game, but my top game for that week one. I'm actually really intrigued about this matchup, and I'm interested to see what how you guys are with fans and the stadium and all of that putting the pieces together that you guys had last season but didn't I don't know I, you guys are a mess um and then seeing if the Ravens can continue with a bit of that momentum but also kind of pick up to where they should be right away you know like where how, how are they going to start this new season so that matchup actually is my top one for that week one outside of my own, but you know. You know, it's crazy, man. It, you know, so many different Raider haters out there, but you guys love to watch us, man. I, Not all I the time. Really so, like, I love it. You I know said what I'm saying? I love one it. time, one <laughs> time I want to watch your game. Rent one time. free <laughs> in all y'all heads. Rent free. Just living rent free. Silver and black. Just just sitting there rent free. Bro, they, they can't have enough. You know, they can't have enough. Always a, we're always oh, a discussion. Yeah. I love it, though. I love it. Mm -hmm. The games that I like, I, I would say um, one of the ones, well, it's it's a lot that I like, but my, out of all of them, I kind of got two that's like ranked number one as far outside of my Raiders. I really want to see uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots, actually. Well, that's you know, a good I mean, one. that's not one on everybody's list, but I'm curious. I'm just curious to see, you know, how fast Bill can get all these offseason players that he just picked up in free agency in the draft, how fast he can get them up to speed and ready to go, you know, and, and how improved is Tua, you know, Bill Belichick, that's one thing about him. Like, you know, even if the team is not, you know, where it needs to be, the defenses seem to always, not always, but for the most part, especially in part spurts of the season, maybe not the whole season all the time, but in spurts of the season, the defenses play pretty well. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the defense play against Tua and how Tua reacts. Cause I thought Tua was really up and down. Last year. And then I'm just curious to see what, what's going to happen with Mac Jones and Cam. You know, uh, that's Mac Jones is somebody that I, again, going back to what me and CJ discussed, he wasn't somebody I was really high on as far as QBs. And I want to see if he can go out and, and beat Cam. And if he does, how well does he play against a, you know, a, a pretty, mm -hmm. pretty good defense, you know, uh, a good blitzing defense, one that knows how to use its linebackers and to, put all type of pressure on you. That's why Cam may start. Cam may go into the season, you know, being the starting QB. Um, but we'll see. But I'm, I'm curious. And then the other one for me would be the Bears and the Rams. You know, I, I, another two different QBs. I do think Justin Fields start. I, I, I just can't see a scenario where Andy Dalton is coming in starting. I know I, know I talked to Gibson about this, and he said he was okay with it. And I'm sure he probably is because the team is already kind of built. And, you know, you can let Justin Fields sit if he needs to. But, again, with the team being built, all they're really missing really is is a, is a, um, is a QB. First and, Andy Dalton incompletion. <laughs> yeah, First one, bro. We don't want Fields. Yeah. Bring right. him in. Bro, that's awesome. <laughs> Bear fans are really excited. They're really excited for this. You know, I was talking. I, I, I Actually, I have a Bear fan in the family. I was talking to him over the weekend. And he's really excited. He feels like this is this is it. You know, this is, you know, this is the QB. 
that they that they needed, and you know they he can't wait to see, and neither can I. So that that's that's one right there on that side of the team, and then just with Stafford, Stafford being over there now with uh, Sean McVay and that offense, and I just want to see how explosive this offense because the offense, you know, we've been talking about the Rams, and we've been talking about you know uh, Jared Goff and. And how potent that offense is, and all of that. But over the last couple of years, I think we've discussed it on the podcast. The offense really hasn't been the same. And I know one of the things that I said was really is the run game not being, not saying that they don't run the ball, but just that that rent that run game. How Sean McVay runs his offense is really predicated on how he uses his running backs. You know, that's yeah. when when Todd Gurley was there and he was healthy. That offense was almost un, unstoppable. You know, so now you get to see it under um, a different different running backs, and it hasn't really been the same. So you know now, but but then you had some Ram fans and then just fans in general questioning Jared Goff, saying maybe it's Goff he can't really open up the playbook. Well, Matthew Stafford's a way better QB than Goff, so you know mm-hmm. I'm expecting this offense to get back to kind of what it what it used to be, but still being the same as far as you know going off of the run game, you know, and using the running back in the passing game. No, they so I, I'm curious to really see it. They got Cam Akers over there. This would be a second year going in. So yeah, that game. And then I know I'm bringing up too many games. The, the Browns and the Chiefs. I can't wait for that one either. That that's one gonna that's gonna be cool. See, because that one I picked the Browns. Mm-hmm, I picked the Browns to be the upset in the playoffs, and they got they were pretty close. I just think it was really some bad coaching decisions. By 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 um blanking on his name, but it was just some bad decisions that he made, bad calls, you know. And I think that game though was really really close. So it's, I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments they make. But those are my top three number one games that I want to see. Well, when you look at the games too, week one has a lot of good, just competitive matchups. Because even if you look at Steelers Bills. Those are coming off of a 13-3 record season, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I understand that, you know, Pittsburgh's roster may be a little bit weaker than, you know, we're used to seeing, but the Steelers are always competitive. So that, that game I'm interested to see how they make Allen and the Bills work and do, you know, crazy things um just because they're always competitive regardless so there's a lot of good matchups yeah i mean you have there's so many storylines always when the seasons start out there's so many storylines and things that we haven't seen before and question marks that need to be answered and for me it's like and this was one that i think is the most one of the most interesting portions of this whole season to me is just the nfc west as a yeah. whole right if you just look at the nfc west that's going to be it was a good division last year it was really good. Each team was solid. Like there wasn't a, I wouldn't say there was a bad team in the NFC West. I mean, the Niners ended up being not as good because they had so many injuries. You know what I mean? But beyond that, every one of those other teams was capable of, <clears throat> of putting together solid games and beating really good teams. So the NFC West now, it's like you have, like you said, Josiah, you got Jared Goff gone out of L.A. and you bring in Matthew Stafford, what can Sean McVay's offense look like with a quarterback of that caliber? Will people start to separate Matthew Stafford from the helmet that he wore for so long and be able to recognize him for the really good QB that he actually is? Right. I think we're going to start to see that. You know what I mean? And he's actually in the best 
scenario to win games that he has been in in his career. And it's I'm excited to see that a lot. Yeah. And I mean, to add on top of that, too, they I felt last year the thing that the, the, the that the Rams were lacking was a real honest deep threat. They didn't really have that. Yeah, Tutu Atwell, all 149 pounds of him, who they drafted later in the round in the later rounds this year, can get vertical. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, that's all he did his whole entire career is get vertical. And here's the thing, too. We've seen Matthew Stafford play for so long and known who he is for so long. The dude is only 33 years old. Matthew Stafford will be 33 years old this entire NFL season. Yeah. It's, he it's seems crazy so much older. older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems older, bro. He seems a lot older. <laughs> he seems so much older. The dude is 33. Like, I don't know why he seems so much, but so there's still so much ball left in this guy. He's not relying on running. You know, he doesn't he doesn't need to to run all over the place. And his arm, you could still have a good arm when you're in your later. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Tom, I mean, Tom Brady's an anomaly. We can't use him, but I mean, like Rodgers just had his like a great season throwing the ball down the field. And when you think about it in comparison, another NFC West team, the Seahawks, which Russell Wilson's 32 to consider that Stafford is just a year older than this guy. And that Russell Wilson will turn 33 in November. Like that just leaves, that just is like, that's crazy to me. They seem like they're so many years apart. Yeah. And, and then with what's he wanted, what's Seattle's defense going to look like? What's the offense going to look like? Is the offensive line enough there for him? Are they going to let Russ cook the whole season? Seattle's season last year was just so kind of all over the place, you know, but when they are cooking and when Russ is cooking, they are one of the best squads in the league. You know, they can be, they do have that capability. Then beyond them, the Falcon, not the Falcons, but the, the Cardinals retooling the way they have another year with Kyler. And then the Niners just being healthy with Trey Lance. I mean, that division is just looking real fire to me. And I can't wait to just watch it once again. Yeah, you're you're right on that, man. That you know it's crazy too. Every season, no matter who I'm talking, whether I'm on the podcast with you guys or, you know, with the homies or I'm at a bar somewhere, or whatever, that division is always brought up as being like, that's probably the best division in football. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they had this, they had that. You know, every year they're in the mix. And it's, I mean, it is what it is. And now you see the Cardinals finally, they're turning the corner now. Over the last couple of years, they've been respectable. You know, uh, they were fighting. They they, they were, I mean, they looked really, really good last year. You know, really good. And you got them now. And you already had Seattle, obviously with the Rams and then the Niners. So, yeah, I got to agree with you there, man. Another 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 year going into this season, the NFC West is going to be that, that division where it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And as a fan of whether it's Seattle, the Niners, you know the uh, uh, the Rams, the Cardinals, the fan of anyone. You, you got to have some type of respect for those those other teams. You know your rivals because that division has been really good for a while. Cardinals is the only team that kind of was trying to catch up in a sense for a little bit. You know they mm-hmm. they, 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 had, they had some going with Bruce Arians for a little minute. You know, but then they fell off a little bit, and and you know the Niners got they got a lot stronger. Seattle was still Seattle. The Rams got stronger. So, you know, but here they are now. Now they have arrived. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun, fun division to watch whenever they're on. They're definitely going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot there. And, I mean, just once the season starts, you know week one is going to bring a lot. A couple of other games. Week two, you get Chiefs and the Ravens. Those are always fun. You get to see Mahomes go against Lamar. And then who knows what's going to happen, but if, if 
if Rodgers is in Green Bay, which neither one of us think he will be, but if he is, you you would get a Mahomes versus Rodgers for the first time in, in the career. You get that State Farm matchup, you know. So you might get that State Farm matchup. But we'll, I don't think it's going to happen. But either way, I mean, it's the season starts, man. And then once you get pretty much beyond, like, those first few weeks, what we think are great games right now are going to have completely different implications come week five, week six, whatever it might be. And the other thing, too, that I think we have to keep in mind while we're projecting what this season's going to be, I mean, it's May. We got a long time. But something we got to keep in mind is that now with that extra added game, you know, you're sitting there in week 10. You still have not half, but close to half of your games left, like close to half. There's still so, that one more game just allows like, hey, you know, if we turn it around, if this team loses, if that team loses, we're still sitting here in the mix. Yeah. And I think that's just going to change things going into week 12, 13, 14, et cetera. And make it to like, look, we got time to turn it around where normally you wouldn't think that you did. Right, right. And that's going to be really dope this year to check out. Yeah, that's a really, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, it's crazy because teams like the Raiders, our team has been in the mix over the last two seasons, you know, and you have other teams that's been right there as well. And, you know, adding that extra game, that could be, that could be really good or it could, it could hurt. It's going to hurt some teams too. It's going to be good for some teams. You know, and then it's going to be bad for some teams, you know. So every year it's going to be different. I think it's going to it's gonna help teams more often than not, you know. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how it turns out. But I definitely, as a fan, I love having that extra, that extra game. You know, I right. Love and I think it makes sense. You know, now we got three preseason games, you know, instead of four. You know, I don't think we ever really – I mean, it's good to have four because you want everybody to play. You want to see what kind of roster you have and your depth. That's really what the fourth game was all about. Was mm-hmm. that players from the sometimes the second string didn't even play; it would be the third string. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of the third string players playing, and then the guys just just walk ons trying to make a name for themselves. So it is important to have it, but I think we're okay with just having three. You know, the starters probably won't play at all now. They probably will get to a point where they're really going to ex- just have it where it's a lot of the backup players playing, even in the first game, right? Because you know, you don't get that fourth game. And the preseason is really about the depth. It's all about the young the young players that you just drafted, uh, the chemistry, and then the um the um the the walk-ons. I, I, well obviously, you know, all the players, including the drafted players, the walk-ons, you know, the chemistry that you build and you know, go from there with it. The starters, you already know what you've got with them. So, you know. hmm Yeah, man. So we'll we got a lot more a lot more stuff to get to as the season goes on out. Any other last final notes you had on the schedule? Uh, no, that was pretty much it. I, you brought up the next game, week two. I was actually, if we did get into that, that was one of the games that I was going to bring up was going to be the uh, Ravens and the Chiefs. And in this game right here, you know. I think I know what you're going to say. I think I know what you're going to say. I don't know. I don't think you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Okay. But I am curious. I'm curious to see just because I want to see Zach Wilson. Okay. Okay. I want to see the Jets and the Patriots. It's similar to just vice versa. As far as I said, you know, Mac Jones playing against the blitz heavy creative style defense that Brian Flores run over there in Miami. Well, over here, if Zach Wilson plays well, because a lot of people, you know, we had a we had a uh, post 
on the page as far as like what games that you want to see the most. And a lot of people had the Jets and the Panthers. Like everybody wanted to see that. I know my homie got on there and said, why everybody want to see that game? And I thought the same thing. Then I thought more and more about it. I said, oh, well, you know, obviously the Sam Darnold. The Darnold line, yeah. Yeah, the Zach Wilson. So the storylines like you brought up, that was that's a perfect storyline right there, playing each other. And then the new QB, it was going to be good to see. But if Zach Wilson plays well week one, I mean plays really, really well, I want to see how he plays versus the Patriots. Versus that's a good point. Because Bill has he, – he's dominated the young QBs. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. You know, I mean he really – As on fire as Herbert was last year, he shut him out. Yeah. Yeah. The whole team, but yeah, Herbert zero, yeah, exactly. Like no points from that offense. Yeah, so I'm curious, and I don't think I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I was wrong about Justin Herbert. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to have the first year season like Justin Herbert had, but I could be wrong on that. Maybe he will. But if he does happen to play well that week one, I I would be curious. I would, I would really want to see, and I'm going to tune into all the games. I mean, that's just what we do. That's just what we do. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're going to tune into all the games anyway, but I, I'm really going to have a close look if he, if he balls out or even just plays well, I want to see how he does versus Bill Belichick. We all know how he, how he coaches these young, how he coaches against these young QBs. Mm -hmm. So when I said, I think I know what you're talking about. The game that I had in mind is week four. The Bucks and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady versus Ooh, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just no matter what the records are of each of those teams, no matter if it's if it's Mac Jones, if it's Cam Newton, if it's a mix of of Cam, if it's Cam Jones out there, like they swap snaps or whatever it Bill Bill decides to do, that's gonna be a game. And both of them are really gonna want to win it and They'll both pass it off as, oh, you know, regular season game. It's it's, it's what we do. That's how yeah. they are with the media. Right, right. But there's no way we can know these these this coach and that player for what we have come to know of them and really sit here and honestly say that the game isn't just more than that, that it ain't personal. Right. And when you have two of the best to ever do it from the sideline and on the field, yeah. To see that just go down. I mean, it's gonna be it's just it's I'm gonna love to see it. And and yeah, we'll get bombarded with them showing the faces of both of them and blah blah yeah. blah. They'll overhype the <laughs> headshake. Yeah, they'll overhype the headshake. They'll just walk out there and have and then go on about their thing and then whatever. And then Bill's gonna do his soft talking in a post game presser. Oh, you know, uh, Tom, he's uh, pretty good. He was, you know, what it's, right, it's right, right, but right. just the game itself. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, that's yep. yeah. Going into the yeah, I thought you meant from week two, but yeah, going. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, bro, that matchup right there, that is going to be – I almost want to say it's going to be the most viewed, but that ain't I, – I don't know. It's hard to say. It'll probably get on primetime. Oh, it's got to be on primetime. They'll probably flex primetime? that into the Sunday night, I would assume. I'm, I'm, I'm curious on why it's not. It should already be on primetime. I mean, that- Do they have you – know, I know when they work out – I listened to Peter King's podcast of how they were talking about how the schedule is made, and he was sitting down with the guys that do it. And they approach each network for what they want to do. And I feel like that game wouldn't be one that you would have to flex. You already know the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think and, it I think it might be. And it could be big. It could be big for the Patriots. Like if they start slipping it, like if they, you know, they got they got the Dolphins week one. Who they got week three. But week two, they got the Dolphins. They could lose that game. 
my point is, is that they can get to a point where if they're like their record is already slipping away from them, uh-huh. they might really already need that game. You know, depending right. on their situation. No, it is, it is Sunday night. I just looked it up. It is Sunday, oh, Sunday night. night. It okay. already is. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's a huge one right there. That is a huge one. Yeah, waiting all day for Sunday night because <laughs> right. we play Monday, so you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we'll be we'll be good for that one. But yeah, man. It's, I mean, we got a lot more to unpack. We'll be back here in the following weeks with more shows to really break down the upcoming season, talk about the biggest storylines, really get into deep detail. It's great to be back on the mic since draft since draft week. It's It's been a little bit of a while, but as it gets later into those summer months, the NFL season gets that much closer. And we'll be back with y'all for more to break it down here on Cover Zero, just like we do. Peace. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements to CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. To find all of the links to follow us on social media, and also to find more exclusive content, visit us at tssaw.com. See you next week.